0: Hi, this is John Barnes and you're listening to Cop On. Welcome, everybody. Whoever you are, wherever you are, across this wonderful world, Liverpool have won the Community Shield. I'm here with uh, loads of wonderful reds from around the world. We've got Nigel, we've got Alan, we've got Doug, we've got Fergus. We've got so much to talk about. Um, The players, they weren't quite as rusty as Clark Griswold's son, but some limbs were certainly creaking nonetheless. And, um, you know, it it was a lovely goal by Trent. Um, Mo Salah nailed his penalty, but there's only one place to start, and that's Darwin, Starwin. Um, You know, the the fools that we we talked about last time in the last couple of um, uh, episodes, the absolute numbskull nincompoop. Idiots who make compilations about misses when you, when you have so many chances and you miss. I don't remember, Nigel, uh, a six foot two striker coming to Liverpool Football Club or and, and, and having four chances in 30 minutes, nailing one of them, a stooping header, winning a penalty and basically arriving, crashing into English football, like an asteroid, like a comet, Darwin Starwin is here. How the devil are you, Nigel? I'm great after that. Um, I
1: didn't see this most of the, second, I didn't see any of the second half, really, but um, I'm absolutely thrilled with that. It's, it's a brilliant to get well, trophy, trophy, as far as I'm concerned, is meaningless. It's performance. The lads were excellent. Um, for him to get off the mark like he did and from what I've heard his celebrations when he scored and his celebrations afterwards were great stuff and it's what you want to see you want to see him involved you want to see him I've been watching some of the training videos of him as well and he looks like he's really involved getting in in there with being part of everything and it's exactly what you need from a new guy same with Carvalho
0: absolutely brilliant yeah we'll talk about Fabio Carvalho who who made a great impact off the bench we'll talk about him in a bit but Alan I'm sticking with Darwin the main man at the moment I mean I don't know um uh you know no one on this call has uh you know the physique of a, this 23 year old uh you know but if we one had his f- physique and two had just scored a goal on our debut i think we would all be ripping our shirts off and you know taking the yellow card just to go mad just to go berserk just to go demented for for making such an impact um what what thrilled you the most, Alan, about Darwin today?
2: Oh, just his overall play and his impact the minute he came on. He was just brilliant. It was just fantastic to see him. And this one thing I love is a player that celebrates with, with all his heart, and he did that. It's it's something, to see that passion in a player, especially so early in, in, in his career in Liverpool, is what what I want to see Um yeah, I wish I had a body like his. I'd be going round top the second tier. But
0: um <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't need to score a goal first.
2: <laughs> I'd be scoring now, right? But not in soccer. But, <laughs> 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 but uh, no, he's fantastic. He's just his movement. Um, he, he's he's linking up. He's bursting off off the side of you know. He's coming from the side. He's running in and then runs that we 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 missed before. His his goal. Oh my god, that's a real striker's goal like just in kind of a diving header wow that's that's what we've been missing and he is just super and people forget some people that some of my friends i was talking to today were saying to me oh what age is he 24 25 no he's only a kid he's only like young he's going to get better and better and it's brilliant that he got uh, involved to, to win the penalty and then to score and his first real game you could say fantastic come over the moon
0: over the moon, into stars, absolutely beautiful. It's great to have so many people in the chat already. Michael's here, uh, you know, hello Michael, Michael O'Connor, great to have you with us. And Gary Richards, who's been talking Darwin up, he says here. Nunes will score 35 goals after you know correcting himself because just a, a few seconds earlier he said Nunez will score 34. So now it's gone up by one in just a matter of seconds from Gary Richards. Great to have you with us, Gary. Um, and another thing, he says, Holland ha- miss. Must be meaned. Yes, well, you could say which one. There was an awful one in the first half, but I know the one you mean, the one right at the end. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, strikers miss chances. There was a lot of talk, a lot of chat, a lot of, um, you know, what do you call it, nonsense? Uh, probably nonsense, Doug, about the whole, uh, you know, Darwin versus Erling, uh, Dingeling, Holland. Uh, before this match, um, but, uh, you know, Darwin was mercilessly wonderful, wasn't he? Yeah, well, first of all, it was an absolute
3: pleasure to be back on after what seems like weeks, absolutely weeks, so, yeah, it is great to be back on, and, um, yeah, Darwin, wow, <laughs> what, a, what an impact he had, I mean, probably should do better with the um, the one over Edison, but, I tell you, I tell you something. He was very, very good today. And as um, Alan says, that is the mark of a good striker's finish. Really, really good finish. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, Robertson had one in the first half where he he, he should head that across goal and probably like on a Salah or Diaz or Firmino probably finishes that. But in that instance, I think Robertson did see the the the, the actual um, Darwin Nunes being in the being in the box, but. I mean, you can say that we were very, very good. And I have to say as well, I thought City were very lethargic. And I wonder if that's because of them playing only two pre-season friendlies. We played four. So you could see who was the more sharper team today. And I feel that we we were definitely the more
0: sharper team. It's a great answer. Pleasure to have you back with us, Doug. Uh, that's uh, Doug from the Dugout Football channel on YouTube. If you don't know it... Check it out. Why not? Go check it out on YouTube. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Doug. Uh, Fergus, your internet's playing up. You've been in and out, um, you know, up and down with your connection. But, Fergus, are you there? How are you feeling after that beautiful 3-1 win?
4: Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I've just been uh, figuring things out, but I think everything's working now. Can you hear me Okay. Beautifully loud and clear okay that's good yeah it's a fantastic uh win i think liverpool have had a fair share of bad luck and not finishing chances in big matches um such as last season the champions league final you know we're all trying to forget it and get back get up get off to a good start this year which has really helped today you know we've done that um you know i probably darwin you started off on the right topic because. I really think uh, he's going to, he's a brilliant new addition. He's so enthusiastic, young. He clearly is intent on grasping his chance for playing for one of the biggest, if not the biggest and best club in the world. And, um, you know, I'd probably go as far as to say he's really going to transform our season. I think we're going to have to adjust the way we play because he's, um, he's, He's a bit more like a Torres or a Suarez in that he's he plays on that offside line, but he's an incredible finisher. We saw that today, and um, you know I'd probably go as far as to say, um, if we'd have had him in the Champions League final, we probably would have won, because he's a he's a penalty box player. He can spin um, and he can fit, he, he finishes far more of his chances than than any of our other players. So yeah. Brilliant feeling after today, so much optimism for the season. Um, Last season, I bet us at 45 to 1 to win um, the Champions League and League Double. So we got to the final day for both um, competitions. But I I feel uh, that we'll be there or thereabouts uh, this coming season as well. And we could, could well be on for the big double.
0: Oh man, I love it. I'm not a betting man, but uh, you know it's worth a worth a punt that uh, Jurgen's rocket reds are going to clean up again. Um, absolutely fantastic answer. Great to have everybody in the chat. Josh is here, Chelsea fan. He says he's not a baker anymore. Hope you don't disown me for it. Don't worry about that, Josh. Um, you know it's uh, I didn't love you just for your donuts. Um, but uh, Nicholas is here, Nicholas Linder. He says the fear. In Cancelo's eyes, every time he was one on one with Salah, love it, and that's another positive to talk about from today, Nigel. Um, most Salah, I mean, every year I get a bit scared of how good he is, like, he actually he's beginning to frighten me. How scared I have to log and to go back late. in again. Oh, okay, Give me one okay. Moment. all right, okay, yeah, he's also scared of. Mo Salah, no worries. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that question to you, Alan. As 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 Fergus was saying, um as Fergus was saying, uh, the um the advanced nature of, of of Darwin, he's he's a more advanced striker, he's playing on the offside line, and you could see the link up, that link up that we were talking about before here on Cop On, that we're really excited about. Also with nabby Lad as well, having an advanced number nine. Running forward, cause and habit, but the link-up play between Salah and Darwin, it looks like they're really enjoying it. What do you think, Alan?
2: Yeah, I agree with it. I agree with what Fergus said too. Um, uh, we we will have to play a little different, and we already are. So that's that's fantastic. But Salah today was just from the first second he was electric. You know, it was just two minutes into the game, he'd already gone by three or four players. Once or twice, he'd passed. And to link up with with, with uh, not just Darwin, but with everybody. It's like uh, The first few minutes, you know, Salah was picking out players with passes. He wasn't, you know, running for, for goal or trying to shoot. He was looking up. He was passing. I think him and, and I think Nunes is going to give Salah even more of a new lease of life because he's going to take so much attention away. And I think Salah going to have more room to run into and make these lovely runs and passes and top-in shots and stuff. But, um. I agree with what Fergus said about if we had uh, a new NES last year we could have, you know, won that Champions League final or won a few more games, even a few points where we just missed that player running off the shoulder, that that new dimension. And I don't think it's a coincidence either. Like the best teams in the world are always a little bit ahead when it comes to tactics and, and, and things like that. And both us and city all of a sudden and went out and got two out and out strikers. But I think it's the uh, it's a sign of things to come that we're both working forward, thinking forward, and I think this is a big season to come from both both Nunes and Sam, and Alan to be fair to him. Like he, he looked good today as well.
0: He did. Um, you know, fair play to him. Um obviously you've got to get in in the you know it's difficult to get to get any kind of space for any kind of chance against uh, against Virgil and Matet, but Holland he did he did well you know hats off to him but uh, you know not good enough. It's funny for me Man City uh, Doug I don't know what you made of made of their performance but I thought um, you know De Bruyne uh, Martin Tyler God I had Martin Tyler um, God for the first time in ages I was listening to Martin Tyler he sounds like you know when you get put on hold. Um, and, and then you trying to like, you know, get through to your bank and then you put on hold, you put on hold and then, you know, maybe you get, you get turned back to and you just end up calling the back and you've got to go through the switchboard again, all the different options, you know, hello, welcome to the bank, please press one. If you would like to open an account and no one wants to open an account, they're calling because they've got a problem, you know, and you're just there. And by the time you called them back and you're going through the options again and then you get put on hold again, after five minutes of that, that's what Martin Tyler sounds like. But he did say that Kevin De Bruyne is the only survivor uh, from the, the squad that Pep Guardiola inherited. And I think they still look... A little bit like a one man team. Is that harsh, Doug? I mean, I think Kevin De Bruyne is by far their best player
3: we made him look very ordinary today. Um, the amount of times that Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson was getting past him, and more more often than not, he was actually really misplacing passes, but as I, as I said earlier, I, I thought City were very lethargic today. So, um, uh, I, I, I mean, Cancelo did look very, very scared every time Salah was on him, and... I think there was another moment in the second half. I think it was like there was one. There was like a two on one with Harvey Elliott and Mo Salah on Cancelo, and his eyes just lit up and he was very very scared. Uh, but I have to say, not just that. I thought um, Darwin, um, not Louis Diaz on the other side. I thought he gave Carl Walker real real problems um, as well. And I, I bet Chelsea are pretty happy that they didn't sign uh, anything at kick. I thought he was terrible today as well and um, Bernardo Silva was completely missing we didn't hear I didn't hear a single word I don't know who's more unluckier I had Sam Marafi so I he stand anyway or Owen gets Martin Tyler so in the comments who's unluckier me or Owen for having <laughs> me having Sam Marafi and Owen having Martin Tyler I think probably Owen wins at that one but I th- I honestly thought today I mean obviously Alvarez came, comes on in the um, he comes on in the sort of the second half I think he kind of changed the game a little bit because I think that from three, Mares, I don't know what was wrong with him. Marez to me, kept passing the ball back to Adrian. Jack Grealish couldn't stay on, on his two feet. He was always on the ground every single time. Um and rubbish. Holland had, I think, eight touches in the first half, which was the fewest amount of touches that any other player has had. Um, uh, as well. So yeah, for me, I, I just, I just think we got them on a good day because I think we made City look very, very ordinary today. Um, and actually, I'd, I'd have to say as well, I thought Ederson's kicking, especially in that first half, was very, very woeful. Um, as well, and I suppose where credit is where credit is due, I thought Adrian had a pretty good game today.
0: Yeah, we're going to go through our players in a minute. We'll do some player ratings and go through our team. But uh, no, it's a really interesting answer. Um, They've only played 2 preseason games, Nigel, Man City. Um, Is that something that you would worry about if you were a City fan, you know, going into this game? I mean, they looked a little bit off it to me. Yeah,
1: they did. They looked a little bit lethargic and slow. But just like to say about the commentary, um, Martin Tyler, Sam Ackerface. It's like going to the bathroom and finding second-hand toilet paper. They're absolutely <laughs> diabolical. But anyway, I think City, when, when he's not playing, City missed Gundogan badly. Gundogan does all the very little simple things and let, and releases De Bruyne. And Bernardo Silva didn't turn up. Bernardo Silva is great when he's got his back to the wall. And he's kind of, usually when he's playing against Liverpool, he's got a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. And he's going around giving players a little kick and stuff like that. And he looks off it. They missed Gundogan, I think, today, badly. Um, I think they normally rely a little bit more on their full backs going forward. And Diaz, had, Diaz and uh, Luis Diaz and Mo had these two on toast and they they were kind of switching over and back and not having to go forward. So I think our style interrupted or uh, stemmed their flow more than anything. Um, just going back to Nunes for a second, uh, I think he gives us a different option. When we were putting the ball in before, we had no kind of big man to knock the ball back, like the penalty. So, if Salah, say Salah's going to cut in and he's opening up and he's trying to curl one into the top corner. Suddenly, the guy is standing in his way. Stand one up to the back post instead and Diaz has a header. Rather than having Mane, who's a little bit shorter, great player, great pace, love Sadio. But this is just a, a different option. I think it gives us that little bit something different than we have had before. So, it might make a bit of a difference. Just...
0: I think so, and I think Man City were rattled when Darwin came on, like you know I saw a few of their defenders sort of turning quickly over their shoulder yeah. when a ball was in the air just to see if Darwin yeah. was there or not, and there 's yeah. this little element element of doubt that you know when yeah. it cre- creeps into players minds, it can create the tiny bit of space yeah. um i mean city are I mean they are such a dangerous team, it's like sort of. Oh, they're a really good side. It's like you know, going to sleep in Dracula's castle. You never know if mm. you're going to wake up again, you know. But it's yeah. it's it, it's um, it's it's such fun to beat them. It's. <laughs> I just think putting the, putting putting the fullbacks
1: on their heels. I just think yes. was a little bit of a I, 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 that. That's what we've got to be looking for with with, with Salah and Diaz. And then Nunes, and I'm bringing Bobby then as well. I think we've got to keep pushing them like that, and Carvalho actually as well, for that matter.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, let's start going through the uh, the uh, the match. I mean, why not? It's um, I've got the player player ratings, player stats in front of me. With um, but we're going to start with a a position where it doesn't really need the stats. It's it's Adrian, Uh, Adrian in goal, Fergus, Uh, 35 years old um i think the last time he was in uh, a big match for us was the super cup uh you know i mean he he made a big mistake in the champions league as well of course but i mean i thought he did he did relatively well his passing accuracy was only 60 percent. he kept whacking the ball into touch but apart from that he was okay he was at fault for there, goal but he was okay wasn't he adrian
4: um yeah well we can make excuses for him uh adrian is in the squad for his personality. He's a training goalkeeper. You know, he was, he was even a reserve at West Ham. So, you know, he gives me the willies every time he's on the pitch. He whacks it out of play. He made a few good saves. He's obviously a professional goalkeeper and he can save shots. He made one or two good sh- saves, but he's a fair choice goalkeeper by, um, you know, because of his ability um he's a great guy he's a great lad I, you know he's he's great to have around we you know he's obviously we all love him because of his personality but as a goalkeeper he's not really up to it uh kelleher would have been playing today if Allison wasn't fit so um we you know we we got away with it his passing his passing is poor so you know we can't um You know, luckily he didn't make a bad mistake for us today. You can't blame him for the goal. He did make a save, but uh, no, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be having uh, uh, Adrian except uh, he's there for his, um, you know, for for uh, for his bringing good good vibes around the club, really. And uh, he's an experienced number three, and that's why he's there. Uh, It's it's better to have him than Harvey Davis, put it that way, or or another um, academy or young goalkeeper. But uh, do you want to go through the players one by one? Or, you know, basically, just to have my say, I thought Hendo was magnificent today. I thought he was man of the match. I'm a huge Henderson fan, having been one of his biggest critics, you know, during the bad days, even during Klopp's early reign, I thought, get Henderson out of the club You know, you always look when when things are going bad. You always look for a scapegoat, and for me, Henderson was that scapegoat. I thought he wasn't good enough, but now he's a captain. He's a leader. He drives us. He's an incredible player. So Henderson was magnificent. I thought Fabinho was magnificent as well. He had a poor end of last season. Um, If Henderson and Thiago had played to their best, we probably could have won that um, Champions League final, even without you know, Darwin, Nunez or whatever. But uh, Fabinho had a bad end of the season. He was brilliant today. Uh, I thought Trent was good. I thought Matip was excellent. Quietly well, hang excellent. on. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. F- F- Fergus, you can't just uh, rip through my agenda like uh, Superman ripping through the the, the air towards Lois. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's a very good point to bring up Hendo, though, absolutely. But you thought he was he was fantastic today, Fergus. What about, I, there were a few passes. I mean, I loved a lot of his first time passing was very good and the way that he, he kept the team moving, I thought that was really good. But there were a couple of times where he overhit fairly simple passes that would have led to an attack, a really dangerous attack. I mean, it would have led to us getting in behind, uh, especially, I think, in the first half in the first half Um, i remember that but um you know what what like tell me more about what you loved why was he man of the match for you
4: uh well hendo is the driving force of our team he's the energy behind our team um and he 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 pushes the team so hard and okay he's not technically the most gifted player but he is our driving force and i know it's controversial but i would pick henderson they play in different positions, and thankfully we can get them both in the team at the same time. But I would pick Henderson over Tiago any day, because Tiago today, didn't, he was fine, he did well. I mean, we know Tiago is a super, supremely gifted player, but he doesn't have the physicality that Henderson has. He doesn't get about the pitch like Henderson does. Tiago can put a tackle in, he can run, but he can't recover. He can't do those recovery runs that Henderson does. So, you know, I, I've just, I'm I, I'm like a convert. I'm like a um, born again.
0: When <laughs> born it comes again, to... Hendo, missionary. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah, great. No, I mean, yeah. you're welcome to your opinion. I couldn't disagree more because I thought Tiago was absolutely fabulous today. But that's okay. That's okay. I love them both. Um, and, uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, yes, you're right about Tiago's running. It's something we've mentioned a lot. But it's something that he's actually improved upon. Um, uh, So uh, Jordan Henderson had two tackles today, um, which is unusually high for him. He doesn't have to make many tackles. Two tackles and three interceptions, which is very, very good Um, offensively. Uh, He just made one key pass, no shots. There was a moment where he could have shot, but he decided not to. Um, And then, uh, yes, in terms of his passing range, Henderson was at 70 percent. He would want to do better than that. But he was trying lots of risky balls. I thought his passing could have been better today, but it was, um, yeah, as you said, a very driving performance from him, and I thought he was really good. Tiago, on the other hand, Alan, Tiago El Cantara, um, his passing was 94.9%. Um, Tiago also made three tackles, uh, which is more than Henderson, and um, I think. It's gonna be just, you know, more fun, Alan. Again, we're just so lucky to have this fun to watch Tiago play for our team. How did how did you feel about Tiago today?
2: Oh yeah, I, well, I thought Tiago was fantastic today. It's not often I disagree with, with uh, Fergus, but um, I thought he was fantastic. Um, he he was, he was biting in. He was tackling a lot more. His 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 whole game's improved. Um, there was one particular time, around the 15th, 16th minute, I think it was, where it was like two teams met in the middle and started the battle. There was a few, not dirty, but a few hard tackles. And on the left-hand side of the pitch, we had Diaz, Bobby and Tiago pulling in some amazing tackles. Fought. It was like a, it was like two boxers meeting in the middle of a ring and punching it out for a few a few seconds. And Tiago came away with the ball, passed it off. And to me, that was the breaking point of City today. It was like it was
0: beautiful. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. That sort of like little trick he did at the end by the touchline to pass yes. it back. Absolutely exactly.
2: magnificent. Yeah, and I thought that's where City had put up their battle. It was two teams coming head on, and we came out on top. And uh, I thought he was brilliant today with tackling, running, everything. I thought he was fantastic. I, I would probably have him up there as, uh, as one of the the match. But um, I'm not Henderson's biggest fan, as everybody knows. But I did think he played well today. He was he was quite good. He yes, he made a few bad passes, but I think every player on both teams did that today. Like, um, but I did think he had a great game as well. Yeah, and to say I'm not his biggest fan, but I appreciate his strengths. And one thing I did notice about him today that I would criticize him about a lot is his passes weren't backwards all the time; they were forward. So I credit him for that.
0: Uh, yeah, excellent answer. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, if you were to choose someone, because I don't want to go through uh, the whole team one by one from the back to the front, because that's too predictable. If you want to choose someone else, Alan, to talk about who who stood out for you, so, uh, who we haven't mentioned maybe. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Trent, Joel Matip, uh, Virgil, uh, Robbo, Fabinho. Uh, we haven't really talked about Femino, Haven't talked about the subs.
2: Anyone yeah. to- well, I thought, even though he only had a, a few minutes on the pitch, I thought Cavalio was sensational when he came on. Uh, he came on, he was in the game like that, and he, he he led up. He was the one that created that third goal by winning the ball back. He passed it out to, uh, to Naby, and then he demanded the ball. You could see him demanding the ball back. Uh, again, he went forward, and that's what led to our third goal. So I think that kid is a sensation. Uh, I heard uh, someone quoting yesterday that Klopp had an interview and they asked him about Carvalho and apparently Klopp said he's that good. I don't even know what position to put him into that he can play so many <laughs> positions. You know, so that's some statement come from Jordan Klopp about a, about a player like. Um, but I just thought Absolutely. he he just came into the game like he played the full ninety minutes. He just hit the park run, and um, for a player to come on for the last five minutes of a game um, plus seven minutes. And just to make that impression, just says sizzle up about his mentality, his strength, and uh, he really, really impressed me.
0: Yeah, it's a super answer. It's a super answer. Fabio Carvalho came on in the 89th minute. He only managed three passes, but they were all accurate. um, And he did look lively. And that's an interesting thing about going forward, because I know that a lot of fans, um, I used to be, Really obsessed with formation as part of you know talking about football and tactics. But then, I had a conversation or a few conversations with one, one of my students who was, um, you know, working in football. He was the assistant manager of Arsenal at one point, and uh, he's now the manager at, at um, another team uh, in Spain. And he was explaining to me how yeah, it's often people when people talk about football they they talk about formation and it can be important, but. Um, most of the time it isn't really. If you've got good players on the pitch, then it's more, you know, what they do in the formation that's important. But, you know, formations can be fluid, was his point, you know. And I think that's something with, I don't know how you feel about that, Doug, about Fabio Carvalho, about Klopp saying he's not sure where to put him exactly. There's a lot of that. Harvey Elliott's the same, where you just put them on the pitch and they're so good, they're just going to do good things. You know, obviously, you could say they're attacking players who can come from midfield to attack, and that will do. So, you know, if you're picking a team, you could just you can pick... OK, defence has to be organised. You pick a back four. But beyond that, OK, Fabinho in the six, and then Thiago can go wherever he likes, and then you've got all these attackers who just, you can just say, play, can't you, Doug? You know, and it'll be difficult to for the opposition to, to work it out because they're all in free roles.
3: Well, I can tell you something. We are spoilt for choice for people coming off the bench today. I mean, uh, th- th- that, that bench today, I think is one of the strongest benches I, I can re- seem to remember um, uh, as well. I know I, I, we obviously I had stronger benches of the last season as well, but just the players that came on today, it was a Naby Keita, James Milner, Fabio Cavalio, Harvey Elliott, like Darwin Nunez. Like, it was just fantastic it's just that's what you want you want a a very very good squad and obviously the five subs is going to help us massively it's going to help us massively fabio carvalho i've been a huge huge carvalho fan since his fulham days he has been fantastic during pre-season and i actually think that he could have a very good breakout season this season i think harvey Elliott is another one who is going to be very very special um, as well, and I think as well with the amount of games that are coming in thick and fast, I do think there will be a little bit of rotation between, uh, probably Diaz and then probably Pukavalo there. You know, obviously you've got Firmino, you got Darwin Nunes, and obviously you've got Harvey Elliott as well. So I think that I think Klopp will know uh, about how he does his does his rotation. Um, as well and and look if Alison is back next week he goes straight into the team against Fulham I, 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 I don't have any doubts about that um, in particular but I think the team you saw start today will probably be the team that starts against Fulham next week but we are spoilt for choice with two fantastically gifted uh, players and Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott I, I honestly think these two are going to be an absolute joy to watch totally
0: Absolutely wonderful answer. Yeah, beautiful stuff. And Doug, who, I mean, if you were to choose someone uh, from Trent or Joel Matip or Virgil or Robbo to talk about from defence, would you choose one of them? And
3: Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I thought I both full bags today, um, Robo
3: in particular, Um, you should do better with that, Heather. But we we obviously saw in the second half that he, he 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 has got a brain and he obviously heads it back for um, Darwin Nunes and you know it reminded me a little bit of the Firmino goal uh, to the Etihad uh, a wee bit because Salah made a very very good ball and obviously Robo heads it down and obviously Firmino heads it in but this time it was obviously Salah to Robo to to Darwin uh, Nunes so. Yeah, for me, uh, I thought Robbo was excellent uh, today. Trent, my goodness me, how many times did he go past Grealish like he wasn't there? Uh, honestly, I, I, I honestly think Trent is just getting better and better and better. And, yeah, people can have this argument of, oh, he can't even defend, he can't even defend, he can't even defend. You watched that day. How many times does he go past Grealish? How many times does he go past Kevin De Bruyne? He was an absolute joy to watch. Honestly, if you'd given me, if you if you gave me like four or five man of the matches, I could have probably said Robble, Trent, Thiago, Hendo, and then probably Mo Salah. Spoilt for choice. Spoilt for choice.
0: It's madness, isn't it, Nigel? I know you wanted to talk about Fabio Carvalho, so you can go back to Fabio Carvalho, you can go forward to the fullbacks. you can go somewhere else, you can talk about whatever the heck you want, because I haven't planned this, we're well, just off the cuff. Uh, talk about the joy of, of, of beating City. Yeah,
1: well, the joy of watching the skid mark, that is Grealish, you know, I mean, oh God, it's terrible. But anyway, uh, I want to talk is about... terrible. Yeah. Our system, you're talking formation, I'm talking system. The way our lads fit into the system more than fit into a formation. Uh They're told what to do and Hendo is the leader of that and he starts it up and then other people kind of work around him from the midfield and the out balls coming from the fullbacks as they bomb past and we have Fabinho the best holding midfield player in the world. Hendo will push forward and back not as much as he used to but and then you have Thiago with all the passing. <laughs> The only thing about Tiago, what you said about, it, is a little bit of pace and a little bit of work on back, maybe, but I wouldn't swap Tiago for anybody in that system. Um like then we have the, the three boys up front. It, like it's this is our uh, the way we play is not formation, it's system. Um the way the fullbacks push on and stuff like that, and the way everything just works. It's all cogs, it's all interconnected the way
0: the way we play. It really is. And it was interesting. I, I can't find a heat map. I was just trying to find one of uh, Trent today. But at one point he turned he turned up in sort of attacking left midfield position. And that's the the sort of free roll that he's going to get, you know, with uh, with, uh, you know, other players dropping into cover for him where he can just sort of roam and, uh, you know, cause cause <laughs> cause a lot of damage. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and, and go on.
1: No, no, no. So God, nice keep going. It's, I was just, no, I was just going to say about uh, like we, we kind of drop into a into a back three kind of, and then one, uh, Fabinho will sit and and cover across wherever he needs to cover across. If if, if he goes, if and, and to a maybe in a sense to Thiago possibly drop in if Robbo pushes past him, or if Trent pushes past Hendo, they'll just sit in some of the time, not all the time. Um, but like he's he's bought players. Like, he's bought Carvalho. I won't mention Nunes in this context, but he's bought Carvalho and he's got Harvey Elliott there already, who are kind of lesser cogs at the moment to come in when Thiago or well, no, they, they can't really do do a Fabinho, but they I'm sure they can do a Henderson, the way he plays. So we, we need we need possibly to to kind of find another Fabinho, um, just a, a sitting midfield player, a younger sitting midfield player, so he can. We can have a rotation in that sense. We don't have anybody to, to rotate Fab at the moment. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely, a couple of years. we, we, you know, personally, I, I would like that. But uh, and lots of other fans as well. Yeah, like you say, you you agree, in that. and lots of other fans are all thinking the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would agree totally. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, the big business starts next weekend, of course, uh, Fergus. Um, and you know, against Fulham, uh, would you start with um, the same defence? For example, I mean, especially central defence, Joel Matip and Virgil, because they were good today
4: yeah I would actually I'd start I I'm a huge Matip fan I think that um gosh his name has just gone from my head but the chap we bought from uh, re, uh from RB uh oh yeah, the, the, yeah Konate. yeah I mean Konate is a brilliant player and uh he's he's obviously going to inherit the Matip shirt but right now Matip has done nothing wrong he had his best season for us last year um, he's, he's, because of the rotation he had last year, he avoided injury. Last year, um, Klopp was picking Kanate in the European games and Matip more in the Premier League games until the end of the season. So, yeah, I'm a huge Matip fan. I have been since he signed for the club. You know, he, he, he actually started as or used to play a lot in defensive midfield. Obviously, we haven't played him in that position, but you can see from his footballing ability how his, he has these soft feet where he can dribble, he can pass nicely through the midfield. He's not a long passer like Virgil, but he's a, he's a great short passer. He can just see the gap, and he can hit those incisive through balls, through to the midfield, through to the forwards, and he can also dribble. So, yeah, I'm a huge massive fan. In terms of the starting eleven, I mean, even today I would have gone for Darwin over um, Firmino. And I think Darwin is, you know, you call him Starwin, I can't disagree. He's nailed on, you know, he could be um, our top scorer this year. Um, We need to, um, Diaz on the left, he shows great touches. He's obviously got fantastic ability. He's got all the ability in the world, but he needs to step up because Mane was a regular. He scored 20 goals a season. Um, Diaz has to add goals to his game. We can see he's got the ability, uh, but he really needs to step up to the plate. Uh, in terms of delivering numbers, you know, it's a numbers game when you're a Liverpool forward, it's a numbers game. you have got to get, you know, Salah numbers, Mane numbers, and now Darwin has to get numbers as well, which he will. And Darwin was clearly superior to Haaland today. Haaland is, is a great striker. He's, they're similar in some ways. Uh, Haaland uh, is a between the sticks goal scorer, the same as Darwin is. But Darwin is clearly much better outside the box. Haaland had hardly any touches today. But Darwin, you can see, you can run the channels as well, and, and, and link the play as well as score. So, yeah, in, in terms of um, next season, you know, I'd say I'm, I'm ready to put us back on our perch. Alex, Alex Ferguson always said he knocked Liverpool off their perch. I don't think he did. I think it was Graham Souness who did because I remember those days when Souness was our manager. He sold all our best players, and he bought players like Julian Dixon, Mark Wright. And, uh, you know, it was Souness who destroyed our club. <laughs> he sold Bruce. Bruce Grappler. Well, I mean, you, you may laugh, Owen, but I, you know, this is my theory, and it is, it is an unusual. No, I mean, theory, I'm though.
0: laughing because it's funny to, to to look back at uh, you know Julian Dix in a red shirt. I don't know, just yeah, to, to exactly. reminisce. I remember, yes, I remember how
2: we, we how was
0: obvious of from the outset that it wasn't going to work. But there yeah. you go. He, he he
4: destroyed a 30-year dynasty uh, because of his ego, and he, he's, he's actually admitted as much since um because he didn't want he actually refused to give ian rush a pay rise you know one of the greatest the, the greatest scorer in living memory um he refused to give him a pay rise and he drove him out to the club he sold bruce groveler who'd won new, numerous trophies and and um you know it, it was it was a, it was a it was a bad time but anyway he's the one
0: for me beardsley is yeah. the one for me so yeah. peter uh, Beardley, i was just going to say that absolutely. Crazy, yes. crazy talk. But yeah, let's bring crazy. it back to the prison. Let's bring it back because we've been into the trough. You know, we our our old shit yeah, just, cracked in just half. To
4: my my point. Oh, and I think we're yes. going to equal Man United's record this year of twenty-one Premier League titles. Okay, you call it the First Division or Premier League; it's the same thing. Even though Sky likes to make us avoid all of the records that Liverpool have, um, yes, but I, 20 I'm ready to it It's 21, isn't
0: it, Owen? Correct me if I'm wrong. 20,
4: 20, just 20, yes, 20. We have 20, but Man United have 21. We have 19.
0: We have Ah. 19 and they have 20. But yes. Okay.
4: Okay. So um, 21 is the
0: magic number we're going to get to next season, at the end of next
4: season. I I, I totally agree. I think we will get back on it. And also, to broach another uh, controversial topic, I think FSG are the best owners in world football. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> wow no that's a that's a conversation for a for a you know a, a, a several hour podcast but i like that yes okay i think they're very good they've made mistakes but they're very very good uh, time and again they they have made some you know great decisions that we can we can talk about absolutely but uh, i i want to i want to go back to to the team against fulham so fergus you're you're saying matt it the same team as today basically but with Darwin instead yes. of Bobby is that what you would play against Fulham
4: Exactly that's what I would play correct
0: Excellent stuff Okay okay Alan what about you against Fulham would you would you agree with Fergus there the team against Fulham should be the same but with Darwin uh,
2: Yeah pretty much I would yeah um yeah I'd start that team with, Dar- with Darwin yeah well very
0: good maybe we're all in agreement Nigel Doug are we all in agreement just uh, no.
2: that seemed
1: no, okay, no, I'd, no, I'd start I'd start Bobby. I'd start Bobby, bring okay. on Nunes about on half an N- hour to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think uh, that helped him. Go
0: on. A, li-
1: a little bit, yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of seniority has to come in there sometimes as well. A little bit of loyalty to your players, I think. A little bit of loyalty to Bobby. Give him the start. See how it goes. If he can get a goal or two, all the better for him. Darwin's after have Darwin's had his start. He's had a he's had a goal. Try and get Bobby a goal early on against Fulham, then bring on Nunes. He can score a hat trick in twenty minutes. No problem. Seen it
0: the other night. It's an interesting idea. I, I like it, and it's it's quite a convincing one. Um, what would you say, Doug? Would you would you uh, would you agree with with Nigel that, that Bobby should start show a bit of you know, um, you know, uh, loyalty to the senior players?
3: Well, I, this is what really, I think the uh, the. The good thing about the five subs comes in because basically, if obviously Firmino, um, Salah Diaz doesn't work against you know Fulham, then obviously you have Darwin to come in for obviously Firmino. You also got Cavaliere to potentially come for you know um, Diaz. For me, I think the team that played today will practically be the same team that plays Fulham, Um, apart from obviously Allison probably coming back in for. Adrian and then i think it's the same back four same midfield three and then i think it's the same uh, front three as well
0: yeah okay okay oh yeah, i couldn't find the unmute button there for a moment okay you know very good very good okay well we all agreed then this is fine we're going to destroy fulham uh, we've got another friendly tomorrow i'm not going to watch it because it's my mum's birthday so you know happy birthday to my mum uh and uh yeah i mean going back to today you mentioned the touches of the players, I mean, Erling Haaland finished the, the match with 16 touches, according to whoscored.com. Um, and Darwin Nunes had 11 touches only, um, including he scored and he almost scored another three. Uh, and he won a penalty. Absolute madness. Absolute madness. Um it's great. I mean, what what else can we discuss? We've got loads of things we can do. Anyone want to want to chip in with something we haven't done yet? Um, you know, hi Owen. I, 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 can, uh,
4: I can suggest a couple of topics. Yeah, go on. Um. um well, okay. Well, I mean, I, as I said, um. Well, actually, going back to one topic, I think Pep Linders, or Pep Linders. Um, Never lived in Holland, so I'm not sure about the. the I'm um, not sure
0: either. Yeah. Pronunciation. Well, okay. Yeah,
4: but I think I think it's Linders. but um, I think his influence is growing. You know, um, I've actually just ordered his book. He's bought a book called Intensity. Um, so I, I I got on the pre-order and uh, and it's arriving. I just got a, a email from the LFC club shop yesterday that it's going to arrive. Um, it's been sent, because I got it on the pre-order, but it's been sent yesterday. So I'll be one of the first people to read that. And the, the book, yeah, the book Intensity is actually his diary from last season, right? Well, last season was one of the greatest seasons in, in LFC's club history. As you know, Owen, I'm, a, I'm of a certain age, and I've always defended the teams of, of the past because I grew up with them. And I still think controversially that Phil Neal is a better right-back than Trent because I remember those days. He won 22 uh, trophies in 11 seasons, including six league titles and four Champions Leagues. So, I mean, Phil Neal is the greatest right-back in Liverpool history. Um, But uh, I I, I think that this current Liverpool team is getting up there with the great Liverpool teams. I mean, we've had what... um, Three Champions League finals in four seasons, 1 1. We've had, what, uh, one Premier League title and is it two or three second place finishes?
0: So, 97 points, and yeah, above exactly. 90 whatever points. It's yeah. crazy.
4: So, absolutely incredible uh, team and club. And, you know, uh, Pep, Pep Linders is looking like the, the next, you know, long may Jurgen reign and long may he stay. You know, God, God, God save our, um, uh, God save our king, Jürgen. Yeah, God save um, our Jürg. Forget the queen. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
4: I think that the the Liverpool fans should start singing "God save our Jürg." But um, you know, Jürgen is 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 the Shankly for the new generation. Even I don't remember Shankly, but I do do know the legends and the stories uh, of how he changed the club from a struggling. Second division team into the best team in the world and the best team in Europe, the best team in England, and you know a, a backwater club, provincial club to the best team in the world. And the whole mythology of Liverpool is built around Shankly. You know, he's he's the Jesus of yes. our um, of our club, and I think Jurgen is the second second coming of Shankly, in that he has brought a club from the doldrums of um, What's the name of that? Uh, uh, Fulham manager. Um
0: uh
4: Roy Hodgson. Roy, Hodgson. Roy Hodgson. Yes, from the Roy Hodgson days through the Brendan Rogers days. Now, um, Klopp has has um, you know he's the Shankly. He has rebuilt our club, and uh, and Landers is also in there as well. So. So yeah, I suppose that's the topic I wanted to discuss. Is that is that this is one of the greatest clubs, greatest Liverpool teams of all time, and that uh, you know Man City are basically a jumped-up club, pub full of illegal accounting and oil money, and uh, and you know they there are only challengers, and you can see from their signings they don't have the they don't have the the organisation or the structure of our club. They don't have the analysis of our club. And they're still there, based on their just based on their money. They don't have the history of our club, um, and I think this season they'll they'll be found out. So that's that's the point I'm discussing.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Alan, what are your thoughts? Klopp, Landers, the culture of Liverpool is our greatest asset.
2: Yeah, uh, myself and Fergus are obviously from the same generation because I'm having great memories here. Listen to him talking about shankley and and. Soon as stuff, uh, and I think uh, he's right there. I think Pep Linders is going to be the paisley to take over from Klopp eventually. Um, I did see a thing with Klopp before, and um, where if you remember Klopp a couple of years back, he wasn't great at bringing on subs, he'd been on a sub in the last five minutes or things like that. And I did see him in a, an interview or something a few years back where he said, Pep Lenders is the man that has convinced me to bring on subs, he's always in my ear. So, so you know, and we all know the organ. As we know, it gives credit to all his staff. He doesn't take credit where he doesn't think he deserves it. And that's what I love about the man. And I think, uh, like Fergus, there, I ordered that book too. I ordered one for my son. Um, because uh, if anyone's seen uh, Pep Lindars at the end of last season, he did a kind of a YouTube thing, a uh, masterclass. Uh, I thought it was amazing to listen to him on it. Um,
0: On the Barcelona game. Yeah, I did see yeah, that. Absolutely that, wonderful. That
2: one, coaches, yeah. Super so, so I'm really looking forward to this book. Um, so I think, yeah, I think he's, the uh, like, well, like Fergus said, we don't want Klopp to, to go anytime soon. But when he does eventually go, Pep could be the Paisley coming in to take over and push on the next step.
0: I, I hope you're right, but I wouldn't want to put that pressure on him to win six European Cups in nine years. Oh, sorry, four European Cups in nine years or whatever. I lost count. Three European Cups in nine years. Six leagues in nine years. Excuse me, like uh, Not Paisley
2: and obviously, not putting, um, obviously not putting that pressure on him. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when when Paisley took over, everybody was there. Oh God, what's going to happen? Like, or mm-hmm. he was there in the background. He was already like Pep Lindars. He was he was there. He was friendly with the players. He was the physio at one stage. You know, he carried them on and off the pitch, and they already had the relationship with him. And I think that's what Pep Lindars has with our players. The relationship.
0: Yes, no, a great. It's a great argument. It's a great answer, and and I and I, for me, I totally agree. It's the positivity they bring to the club. You can see it in interviews, Doug. You could see it, um, you know, Klopp. Lined the culture they've created at Liverpool is just one of um, not just not just winning. I mean, I remember. George Graham's Arsenal, for example, in the in the eighties, they would win, but they would win with this god awful negative. Uh, you know, even Gareth Southgate's England to have a, a more modern example where it's just oh turgid, you know, tripe like swimming in a in a in a in a, in, a, in a lake full of tripe to get a 1-0 win whereas Klopp and Linders, they create positivity and the energy the counter press was magnificent today as it has been time and time again because it's so difficult to play against man city when they 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 control the ball but part of Klopp and is they bring the energy the positive uh you know and and uh, the positivity and also the the tenacity and they and they 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 transmit that to the players, Doug. That's one thing I love about Klopp and Linders and the culture of the of the team. I mean, they play like we would do. You know, with the, with the same intensity. If only we could, we would we would play with that hunger and fire. What do you What do you think about all this, Doug? Oh, that's just. I... <laughs> It's just that—that's a time to be a red,
3: isn't it? It's, it really, really is. I mean, Jurgen Klopp is arguably one of our greatest managers ever, and um, Pep Linders. Um, you know, when obviously Klopp came to. Liverpool to begin with, was obviously Klopp and Buvach. Um and obviously Buvach decided to move on. but I do not I d I don't know, I, I don't I don't know what, what what for reasons unknown, but you know, Pep Linders comes in and yeah, I mean I I have to say Klopp and press conferences, Linders in press confer- press conferences as well. It's just fantastic and um it's such a great time to be a red knowing we've got those two at the uh at the helm as well. But yeah there's just something different about about them just something different and Klopp just reminds me of Shankly so much just the just the the charisma he brings to the city of of liverpool as 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 a whole um yeah just and and, and linder's <laughs> I mean, you could you could arguably say that they probably remind you of obviously the 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 old boot room uh, routine. Obviously, we had obviously Bill Shankly, we had Bob Paisley. Just kind of reminds me of like Klopp being a Shankly and um, Linder being Bob Paisley.
0: I mean, there are there are definite parallels, aren't there? Um, yeah, Jurgen. I mean, he's funny as well, isn't he? He's got this this <laughs> this this great sense of humour that he doesn't take too much too seriously. In life and, and, and he's always t- talking about life and his life and his ideas about in life you do this and you don't do that. Absolutely beautiful stuff. What what are your thoughts, Nigel? Uh
1: yeah, I, I totally agree with what the lads are saying. It's yeah. I just like to go back on my previous comment when about when I said about we might not have a Fabinho at the club. I forgot about Stefan Bacetic. Ah yes, Baitic, of
0: course.
1: Yeah, I forgot you? I forgot about him. I just remembered him now that when I was when you were talking there, and uh, he could be. He looks a really good player, and um, he could Bad be. Prospect, our, our, yeah. He could be our a Fro- bit, our, Fro- our future Fabinho. But yeah, I totally agree with what the lads are saying about um, Klopp and Linders. Um, mm-hmm. he, he just said uh, Pep. Uh, Pep Linders just seems so involved with Klopp. Everything is done like. It's it's the system again. It's it's the same thing. You have a system on the field and have a system off the field. Everything goes through committee, basically. You know, it, it, the goalkeepers take care of the goalkeepers. There's enough of them. Just like there's uh, John Acterberg and Jack Robinson are there with the goalkeepers. And you've got then you've got the outfield players been looked after by the the three. The other well, the, no, there's actually four. There's the, the, the Portuguese guy Vitor. Oh, I can't remember his second name. But Vitor four, and Matos, that's Mattos. it. Yeah, Vitor Matos. Yeah, um, him and um, you know they they work so well as a team. It, it's hard to believe. You know, it, it's it's the same thing. It's like it's that Cogs thing again. It, everything working is a, uh, everything interacting. So it, like that's why people were saying that they wanted Steven Gerrard and stuff like that to become like uh, I, I Gerrard was an unbelievable player, but it's like it's it's a bit like the soonest thing. Not ready. Not ready for the Liverpool manager's job. He came in and yeah. tried to do his own thing and destroyed it. Yeah, totally. like they said. I, I saw a comment once it said uh, when when uh, Dix signed for Liverpool and Julian Dix signed for Liverpool, he went into the dressing room and saw Fowler on a, on, a, on the back of a shirt. He thought it was his, but um <laughs> bit of a slow burn. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, know he. You know, <laughs> Jesus, that stuff that he, the stuff that the is uh, bought. He but, sold Peter Beardsley for one point one million to Everton. I know I'm going back, but. Like, we, um, we just need, you know, we got exactly what we needed in Klopp. He knew what we needed. D-d- these lads uh, just, uh, it's like, even, I'm going back again, a name that hasn't been mentioned here yet and gets so little credit, Gerard Ullier. We had a team of massive underachievers under Rye Evans. Starting under Soonas, he bought a few of these guys. Went on to Rye Evans, unfortunately, great servant of the club, Rye, but unfortunately, I think a little bit too nice to be manager. When this Spice Bite thing was, this crack was taken over. He just, he was great as a coach, unbelievable, great man at the club, stuff like that. But then player power started taking over, and we were stuck with the vampire in the goal, uh, Neil Ruddock. God Almighty! Don't get me talking about that kind passing, that kind passing thing that he used to go on with. Um, other, other plenty of others there, and then Hulia came in. James went, Ince went, bought Sammy Hoopia for 2.5 million, built his own team with a couple of those lads around Fowler, Rush was still there, and you know, that kind of Well, maybe no, Rush wasn't still there. But anyway, built his own foundation. And within three years, we had won a treble and ended up winning five trophies. Won the treble in 2001 and they won the Super Cup.
0: Um, yeah, and, um, and he, yeah. Was so, he was so—he was so—he was such a great influence on 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 young uh, Gerrard On Gerard. Uh, Absolutely. bringing Absolutely. Him through with, with great character yeah. as well. And just another know, thing on back so much.
3: Yeah,
1: Go when on. you were going on about when you were going on about managers and stuff like that, yeah. Jurgen Klopp is the first manager in our history, and Jordan Henderson is the first captain in our history to have lifted every possible trophy that the club could win because of a yeah, couple of years ago. Great stuff.
0: Okay. It was. It was actually. It was actually that, a charity shield as a trophy.
1: But yes. Yeah, so well, that, yeah, uh, but it, Steve Hunter said this. Uh, I was listening to the Liverpool LFC, the LFCT TV commentary on the way home in the car while the match was on, and uh-huh. he was talking about it at the end. And that's the stat he said: the first oh, manager really, and first good. captain, yeah. yeah, to have even
2: yeah.
1: to to win the first now,
2: except for Europa League. Except for oh, the we don't want to be in that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. well, yeah. only one he didn't win, but we, yeah. we don't mind. Yeah, yeah. The no,
0: no, we don't want to be in that, but we don't mind. But what what what's happened since? No, yeah, absolutely super. Yeah, super super answers. So, Good yeah. lord, we 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 are covering everything today. This is great stuff. That yeah, the Hulier years. Um, I'll never forget. I went to a match once, and he was sitting in the row in front of me, Gerard Hulier, and uh, I I I I just wanted to say something just a thank you. But then I thought, oh man, I just want to leave him to his life and just, you know, he won't know that I'm here. And then maybe I'll say something in the second half. And he actually left the game at halftime. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was like, you know, he didn't know. He had no idea that just behind him was sitting someone with so much admiration for the guy because he was just brilliant. Those days were, were, were really good fun as well on the whole. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, but back to the present. Jurgen Klopp basically is going to have the last word for this podcast. I want to thank um, Alan uh, so much for joining joining us, and uh, Fergus and and Doug as well. Doug from the dugout. Doug, what's happening on your channel these days? Loads of things, really.
3: Um... I'm just I'm just trying to get as much content out as possible. Um, closing in on 2k as well, which is which is amazing. The the growth for the the last cup, the last month, uh, the channel has been amazing. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, just um, remember to hit that notifications bell because YouTube do not like notifications. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, there you go. Um, no, it's absolutely, <coughs> it's absolutely wonderful stuff. Do check out Doug's channel. Uh, absolutely wonderful stuff. And uh, a great comment here in, in in the comments from from Nicholas, who says that Klopp always trusts the young players as well, bringing on a car value uh, at the end today instead of playing safe with an experienced dm i mean that's exactly right he's just bringing on an attacker for an attacker doesn't doesn't shirk any opportunity to 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 if, keep if them. i can come in there Owen, yeah, just on sure, a Fergus. Of before
4: we yeah 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 i just yeah. Uh, want to agree with with the lads what the lads are saying there on um on carvalho and elliot i think they're gonna be revelations this season i mean we know about elliot but carvalho I saw his YouTube clips, but I didn't really uh, believe how good he was until I saw him in a red shirt in the preseason. But yeah, he's he's Coutinho in disguise. He's the reincarnation of Coutinho, the second coming of Coutinho. And obviously Coutinho could have had a much better career if he'd have stayed with us, but that's a different story. But I I think they can really help us to rotate in those two number eight positions, Elliot on the right. uh uh Carvalho on the left but Car, uh of the of the midfield three but Carvalho can also play uh in the front three on the left in place of diaz and Elliot can also play in on the front in the front three on the right in place of um of, of sala so that that's uh something to really look forward to this season and it's a huge strength. When you look at our bench, as Doug said, our bench is so much stronger than cities today, and, and we have a much stronger bench and, uh, squad than cities. And on the final point of the Charity Shield or the Community Shield or the Super Cup, and it is the English, Super, English League Super Cup, for me it, it is a really important trophy. Um, for some reason, uh, in England, the English really dismiss it as some sort of uh, pre-season friendly, and even Klopp was aghast when the interviewer asked him, you know, is this just another friendly? Of course it's not just another fucking friendly. This is against Man City. It's the league champions against the FA Cup champions. It's not easy to win the league. It's not easy to win the FA Cup. It's not a pre-season friendly. It is the English Super Cup. The Germans have a Super Cup. There's a European Super Cup. The French have a Super Cup. The Spanish have a Super Cup. Today, it's a Super Cup, and we won it.
0: Excellent stuff, Fergus. Yeah, I mean, I like what Klopp said before the match. He said it's important if you win it. Not so important if you don't. <laughs> and that's how I will always feel about the, 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 the Community Shield. Alan, you have things to add or something to
2: Yeah, just, just two small things. Uh, I don't know if you know uh-huh. that, um just to show the difference between uh, our fans, our supporters, our team, and City's uh, so-called history. Um, first of all, our fans today were fantastic, singing all day long. But one of the things I noticed, um, going back to respect and stuff, um, as the three people were led out to uh, meet the team, um, I don't know who the lady was, you know, the next City player, and you had Ian Rush. Um, Ian Rush shook hands with every player and every mascot, which I thought was a lovely thing to do. And then at the end of the game, to show what City are like, there was medals for the runners-up, but City decided not to get them. And in, in what's called a charity match, that's uh, very disrespectful yeah, in my I, view. I,
4: I totally agree with you there, Alan, and I, I noticed that as well. And I remember when I was a young fellow, I was in school, Ian Rush signing an autograph for me, and he was such a lovely man. You know, uh, 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 you can tell from him, he just, he's just really happy to be the legend he is and happy to be representative Liverpool football club. You know, what a great man as well as a great player. And I Absolutely. noticed that as well today, the way he shook every mascot's hand and the rest just brushed over them because they were just little kids. So, yeah, I totally agree. And City, as you say, failing to turn up for their losers' medals. Okay. You know, that's... Um, you could argue them as as as, as um, bad losers or whatever, but yeah, I agree with you on those points.
0: Yeah, they're little childish little turds, aren't they? Really? I mean, you know, rich, uh, you know, spoiled by the by the money. Uh, I think. But there you go. But well well done to Liverpool for uh, you know putting a fly in their ointment, uh, putting a a pubic hair in their soup. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, it's more joyous than that, isn't it? Because it's all good fun beating Manchester City. And basically, Jurgen Klopp's going to have the last word because he said in an interview, apparently, although I haven't seen it myself, according to Yahoo Sport, he said the boys are ready. So thank you very much to everybody who's who's here today. Thank you so much for everybody watching and uh, you know, if you if you if you want to watch, cop on live, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thank you to everybody in the comments. Thank you to all of my guests, Alan, Doug, Nigel, and Fergus. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. You'll never walk alone. Thank you, everybody. Speak to you soon.